Homily 4 of Coptic Homilies in the Dialect of Upper Egypt by E. A. Wallace Budge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Discourse of Our Holy Father, Appa Theophilus, the Archbishop, which he pronounced concerning repentance and continence, and also how a man must not neglect to repent before the last times come upon him. The prophet spake, saying, My tears have been unto me bread by day and by night, and again the heart which is contrite and abased God will not reject. Now therefore, O my brethren, let us afflict our souls with fastings, and let us give our bodies unto death by means of manifold sufferings, until we make ourselves companions of the angel of repentance, in order that he may divert his path from us. The saints delivered their bodies over unto death, until they vanquished that which was opposed to them, according to what is written, For thy sake they put us to death all the day long. They accounted us as the sheep for the slaughter. And again the apostle taught us, saying, Put to death that which is in the members which are upon the earth, that is to say, fornication, uncleanness, passion, and evil lust. Now when we deliver ourselves over to misery through fastings and prayers and long nights of vigil, we crucify both our bodies and our souls. Let us apply to ourselves that which the psalmist David spake, saying, Thou hast consumed wickedness of heart. Then the angel of repentance shall come, and he shall root out the plants which are evil, those which the devil has sent into our hearts. And he shall plant in their place the fruits of the Spirit, according to that which the apostle spake, saying, The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, gentleness of heart, purity, and the others which come after these. Then, O brethren, straightway repentance shall enter quickly into us, and it shall fill all our members, and it shall cleanse us from all our sins, and it shall burn up in us all pride of heart, and all anger, and all wickedness, and everything which is evil, and every remembrance of the evil one, and shall compel the spiritual excellences to come, and to enter quickly into our souls, and it shall plant into each one of them in its proper place. And straightway it shall root out wrath, and plant in its place gentleness of heart. And it shall root out pride of heart, and plant humility in its place. And it shall root out enmity, and plant peace in its place. It shall make hatred to flee from us, and it shall drive it forth out of our hearts. And it shall make peace and love to become a crown upon our heads. It shall carry away from us carelessness and slothfulness, and it shall rouse us up to prayer, and to nights of vigil, and to meditation on the psalms, and to the singing of spiritual hymns. Consider further, O my brethren, this repentance, and observe what a great abundance of fruit it is wont to produce in the man who repenteth, and how it maketh all the members to shoot forth into blossom, even as the tree which is planted by the waters. O repentance, how great are thy consolations! Thou art the joy which hath its being in grief, and the merriment which hath its being in tears. The fruits of repentance ripen fully in the strength of the Spirit. For even if the man who hath repented holdeth his peace, the fruits of the Spirit are manifest in his face. O repentance, in thy gracious gentleness, and in thy soft speech, and in thy quiet behavior, Thou art a rebuke to every man, 
for thou art that which hath pointed out the way for all the saints into the fight and into the suffering. Moreover, come ye, all my brethren, and adorn ye repentance with the adornments of your fastings, and anoint her with the sweet unguents of your prayers, and put a crown upon her head with the abasement of your tears, so that if there be any spiritual excellences which do not appear in the beauty of the adornments wherewith ye have adorned her, they shall then be gathered together, and shall come and make merry with those which are already in the soul. Further, when these take up their abode in your hearts, they shall make you to be without sin. Where, moreover, are now the carelessness and heaviness of the body? Where are the disturbing emotions which are in passion, and the profane thought, and everything which is evil? Where are envy and hatred and contentiousness? Where are wrath and wickedness? Where are pride of heart and the words which are cruel? Where are fornications and impurity and adultery? Where are the things of vainglory and the apparel of splendor? Where are luxury and eating and feasting and wine-bibbings and lewd drunkenness? Where are the idle words and the filthy jests? Who is there that would not to be a companion of repentance, and to make himself a stranger unto all these evil things, which blind the eyes of our hearts, so that they are unable to see the marvelous light? For repentance maketh a man to spread out his wings like an eagle, and maketh him to penetrate into the heights of heaven through her spiritual excellences. Now he who hath repented, and hath been exercised in endurance, and in hunger, and in thirst, awaiteth eagerly the good things of heaven, which shall continue for ever and ever. Therefore also, O my beloved, let us bring into subjection our bodies by fastings, and by prayers, and by nights of vigil, in order that we may enjoy his promise of the things which are in the heavens, according to what he spake, saying, Ye are those who have endured patiently with me in my temptations, and I, even I, will establish with you the kingdom, even as my Father hath established the kingdom with me. And ye shall eat, and ye shall drink with me at my table in my kingdom. Moreover, we must understand, O my brethren, how honorable is the condition of repentance, and we must understand the gifts of grace, which she hath given unto us. O repentance, who art the food of those who suffer hunger, and a fountain of waters of life unto those who are athirst. O repentance, who art the consoler of those who are passing their nights in vigil, who adornest them with the fruits of their sufferings. O repentance, whose tears are the pleasure and the sweet perfume of the angels of God. O repentance, who art the helper of those who have given themselves over to despair. Let us consider the fellowship which she made with the men of Nineveh, when she invited them to her in her love for man, and when they made haste to open unto her in great abasement, and in tears and sackcloth. Now it was not only men who put on sackcloth, but also the cattle and sheep. And when the Almighty, the good and merciful, the man-loving God, saw such great fruits as these in the hand of repentance, which she laid down before the throne of mercy, not only did he reverse his sentence of doom, but he also made his word to the prophet Jonah to be a lie, and he did not destroy the city. And now, O my beloved, abandon ye not repentance, for what shall ye find which will adorn you in your sufferings like repentance? Nay, on the contrary, 
let us give unto her honors in the place of the good things which she hath brought unto us from on high and moreover of what kind are the good things which she hath brought unto us from on high again of what kind are the good things which we shall give unto her they are fastings and the prayer which is pure and our hands shall be stretched out in prayer and our hearts shall be in the height of heaven give unto her humility and sighings through which the angels become the counterparts of men give unto her the tears which shall be abundant through the threat of the fire of gehenna give unto her the faith and the hope which make a man draw nigh unto god give unto her mercifulness and the love which we must show towards each other and the works of charity which cover entirely a multitude of sins and blot them out at the judgment moreover after all these good things which are thus let not any of us be deceived and turn a second time to the filthiness of sin after repentance like a dog which is wont to return to his vomit wherefore he is held in abomination now i call upon you o my beloved in order that ye may guard yourselves with exceeding great care and that ye may not omit to do anything which can benefit our treasures for our enemy taketh counsel against us at all times and the thief in his lair is wont to make plots against us at all times this being so o my beloved and as the comforter and the spirit are looking upon us with merciful kindness let us give our tears to god each and every day in order that they may act for us as messengers before our faces before we depart from the body let us repent as much as we are able and the saints shall be fellow petitioners with us in our supplications let us not restrain ourselves but let us seek after repentance and fail not to find her let us not permit ourselves to fall into tribulation for he will not hearken unto us in that other world let us not allow ourselves to come into the hands of those who are without mercy whereby we shall endure sufferings for even if we cry out they will not hearken unto us let us not allow them to cast us into gehenna let us follow after repentance in this world for there is no repentance in that other world and the avenging angels shall answer and say unto us in anger and with threatenings wherefore do ye cry out for nothing this is not the place in which to cry out and they shall chide us for the offences which we have committed and they will rebuke us because of the things to which we have listened and the saints in despair will make complaint to god concerning us saying we endured and we cried out until our throats could cry no longer straightway in that hour the angels of wrath who are set over the punishments shall bind in chains the souls of the saints and shall cast them into the tartaros of amente and shall inflict upon them their punishments to their utmost strength and if we suffer pain and weep there who will hearken unto us or who will show compassion upon us in that other world or who will take our tears from us and carry them to the place of compassion or who among the saints is there that will make entreaty before god on account of our tribulation and the necessity wherein we shall find ourselves supposing that we die before we have repented of our sins the things which we have left undone in this world whilst we were in the body where shall we find them to give us help in that other world neither gold nor silver nor vineyards nor any possession shall afford us help 
in that other world. Neither shall the father have the power to seek out his son in that other world, nor shall the mother have the power to seek out her daughter, nor shall a son have the power to give help to his parents, nor shall a brother have the power to give help to his brother. No one of these shall become the redeemer of our miserable souls, but each man shall himself bear his own burden of punishments, whereto he shall be condemned. And moreover, the Savior proclaimed, saying, Whosoever shall love father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whosoever will not forsake son and daughter and take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me, and he shall not inherit the kingdom which is in the heavens. And oh, how awful and terrible a thing it is to fall into the hands of the living God in the hour of our visitation. Now the holy apostle explained unto us these words when he spake, saying, I am indeed a wretched man. Who is he that shall deliver me from the body of this death? Oh, what great terror, oh, what great tribulation shall come upon all souls in that moment, wherein they shall bring them forth from our members. In that hour the deepest darkness shall enshroud us, and the blackness of the night shall be upon our eyes, and it shall spread itself over all the light, and our hearts shall be disturbed exceedingly, by reason of those beings who shall come for us, and by the horror of their forms, which shall benumb us, and by the terrifying aspect of their faces, and by the gnashing of their teeth, and by the wrath of their eyes, and by the quaking of their limbs, and by the stridings of their legs, and by the roarings of their lips, and by all the forms which they have, and by the rushing in upon us, because they wish to devour us. When we see all these things before us, what shall we say, or what word shall we utter, or what shall our mouths declare, and whither shall we flee, or in what place shall we hide ourselves? Now it will be impossible to escape from their hands, and it will be impossible to flee into any place where the face of God is not. For it is written, Whether can I flee from thy face, or whether can I flee from thy mercy? Now therefore let us know what is the medicine whereby we may cure ourselves of this great sickness, or with what we may cover ourselves during our affliction, which is so exceedingly great. Neither silver nor gold nor possessions nor riches can do so, for none of these things is able to work our healing, and neither the whole world nor what therein is shall be able to render help unto us. And we shall find no medicine which will cure us except prayer and fasting and humility, for it is these which have the power to cover ourselves in the hour of our necessity. Let us keep in remembrance the Lord of all, Jesus, the Son of the living God, who fashioned ever being which breatheth, and the heavens and the earth and the sea and the rivers, the Lord of whatsoever is in the heavens, and of whatsoever is on the earth, unto whom alone belongeth power. He hath his being in the Father, and the Father hath his being in him. He cried out, saying, My Father, deliver me from this hour. And again, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, let thy will be done, and not mine. And he prayed until the third time, saying, If this be thy will, let it come to pass. Observe ye, and consider these awful words, which the Lord of all spake, the Lord who was not afraid of death, for it is he who hath the power over death, and it is he who is the Lord thereof. On the contrary, 
it is because he is God, and because he liveth in the glory which is exalted, that he took the lowly form of man, in order that he might taste death on behalf of all. And it was fitting that he should do so, and that they should deliver him over into the hands of sinners. For this reason he made known unto every one that the necessity for death, which had to come upon every soul of man in the hour of their visitation, was very great. Now that day shall be of tribulation and of necessity and of sighing, until we shall have passed by this great danger, which is full of terror. Now if we shall have set repentance to be a fellow worker with us, we shall find it straightway, and we shall proclaim it at the feet of God, the Father of good, who shall deliver us from all these necessities, and from the tribulations which shall come upon us, and it shall lift us out of the hands of these angels, who are our pitiless adversaries. And if we shall have set humility to be a fellow worker with us, it shall never cease to make supplication to God, until he hath scattered these adversaries, and hath taken us in gladness into the bosom of the saints in the country of the living. And if we shall have set love to be a fellow worker with us, it shall never cease to cry out to the merciful one, the father of compassion, until he hath driven these adversaries from us and hath taken us with gladness into the glorious sanctuary of Jerusalem of heaven, and hath given us as gifts to the Beloved One. If, however, we have none of these things with us as fellow workers, then know ye that when we are in torture, and cry out under the punishments, and weep in misery, no mercy of any sort whatsoever shall be to us. On the contrary, the avenging angels shall be wroth against us, and they shall revile us mercilessly and they shall inflict most just punishments upon us. Moreover, in that other world, there shall be no mercy wherewith to show compassion to souls, but the appointed work of those pitiless adversaries shall be to inflict torments on the souls of sinners. But what a terrible thing it will be to fall into a place wherefrom there is no delivery, even as it is written, He who feareth not shall be in the places which he deserveth for ever, and he shall never be delivered therefrom. Oh, what a wretched state! And in what manner will ye take your stand, O ye who have borne the sacred names of priests and monks, and have nevertheless treated with contempt the commandments of God? The sinners who shall be enduring punishment there shall revile you, and shall say unto you, It was necessary for us to commit sin, because we were involved in the cares of the business of life, and we were led astray through the error of the matter of our bodies. But as for you, what do ye do in this place? And why are ye suffering these punishments, which are endless? Are ye not those who wore the garb of piety, i.e. of the ascetic life in the world? Oh, how great shall be the disgrace in that world! For to it no end hath been assigned, and it shall continue forever. O oh, my beloved, God forbid that this great state of misery shall come upon us but let us strive against it with all our might, in order that we may obtain for ourselves the great glory which is in that other world, wherein all the saints are arrayed. Pray, O my brethren, that we may attain unto this glory, for it is the glory which endureth forever. Let us repent then, O my beloved, and, O my brethren, let us weep at all times before the Savior until his voice come to us in joy, saying, Your sins are forgiven you. For the shedding of tears of repentance maketh the compassion of God to have regard unto thee, 
and to show mercy unto thee. The shedding of tears of repentance maketh the Holy Spirit to enter quickly into a man, and to, to take up his abode in him. By the shedding of tears of repentance, God maketh thee to become a new creature a second time, and he bringeth back to thee the fruit of thy health-giving suffering. For the shedding of tears taketh not place without the turning of the heart, and the turning of the heart doth not take place in those who pass their lives in lewdness and jesting. Neither doth repentance flourish in the man who is sated with sluggishness. But through the suffering of fasting and the vexing of the flesh, thy heart shall be in a state of humility, and thou shalt seek after repentance, and thou wilt sigh by reason of thy sins. And now, O my beloved, let us take the greatest care of our lives at all times, so that we may make supplication, and that through God we may become faithful. See how very many sufferings our Lord and Savior Christ endured on our behalf. For what evil did he do? And who in all creation is there who shall rebuke him for sin? Nay, he endured all these sufferings on behalf of us sinners, in order that he might bestow upon us this great salvation of repentance. Let the eyes of our heart contemplate the nails which were driven through his holy hands, and his hanging upon the wood of the cross for our sins, and on his side which they pierced with a spear, and there flowed forth blood and water, and the reed wherewith they smote him on his head, and the shameless servant who spat on his face, and he was silent. And when he was athirst on the cross, they had no compassion upon him, but they gave him to drink vinegar mixed with gall in his thirst. In fulfilling all these things, he bore himself in patience and in love to man, for he wished to make us partakers with him in his sufferings, in order that we might inherit with him the kingdom which is in the heavens. And he spake, saying, He who loveth me, let him deny himself and take up his cross, and follow me. And moreover, the apostle Paul himself knew the honor of the cross, and therefore he cried out, saying, Let it not be to me that I should boast myself except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, wherein the world is crucified unto me, and I myself also am crucified unto the world. And again he spake, saying, I myself am crucified with Christ, but I do not live, for it is Christ who liveth in me. And again, without sufferings a man is not able to please God. And again, if it be that we receive sufferings with him, then we shall reign with him. Therefore also, my beloved, let us be prudent and let us watch, for our adversary the devil goeth about roaring like the lions, seeking to devour our souls, and wishing to make us strangers to these great good things. Blessed then are those who shall resist him firmly in the faith, for they are those who shall receive glory with Jesus according to that which he said, Ye are those who have endured patiently with me in my temptations, and I will establish you in the kingdom, even as my Father has established me in the kingdom. Ye shall eat and ye shall drink with me at my table in the kingdom. Blessed is he who hath endured sufferings in fastings and in prayers, and in nights of vigil and in sighs. For Christ shall magnify him, and he shall eat and shall drink at the feasts of the saints with openness of face. Blessed is he who has showed himself to be a compassionate man, and a lover of his neighbor in the love of God. For he shall enjoy consolation in the bosom of Abraham, in the kingdom which is in the heavens. Blessed is he who is soaked with tears, 
which he has shed for his sins that he hath committed for he shall escape the place of weeping and the gnashing of teeth blessed is he who hath sorrowed for his sins for he shall rejoice with god and his angels in the kingdom of light blessed is he that hath given his bread to him that was unhungered for he shall be filled full of the bread of life in the heavens blessed is he who hath clothed him that is naked for his sin shall be covered on the day of judgment blessed is he who has shown mercy to the poor for mercy shall be shown unto him and he shall be held worthy to hear these gladsome and joyful words come ye who are blessed of my father and ye shall inherit the kingdom which they have prepared for you from the foundation of the world and again he saith whosoever shall give one of these little ones a cup of cold water to drink amen i say unto you he shall in no wise lose his reward blessed is he who shall forgive his neighbor when he sinneth against him for if he doth the note of hand which hath been written against him and the deed of obligation which he hath to every one shall be destroyed blessed are those who shall frequent the church both morning and even daily and especially at the time of the receiving of the holy mysteries of the body and blood of the lord jesus christ for by means of these shall a man become united unto the angels who are in the heavens and he shall see them face to face and he shall answer them mouth to mouth in their salutation of alleluia therefore o my beloved we must not give sleep to our eyes or slumber to our eyelids either by day or by night so that we may escape all evil for the enemy lieth in wait for us and he cometh against us in a multitude of crafty sins if he cometh not in carelessness he will come in ignorance if he cometh not in pride of heart he will come in wrath if he cometh not in vainglory he will come in fornication if he cometh not in remissness he will come in hatred if he cometh not in fornication he will come in complaining if he cometh not in theft he will come in false swearing and robbery if he cometh not in passions he will come in evil thoughts in short satan will never cease from us he layeth a snare for us with error of heart he leadeth us craftily to a perverted judgment and he sendeth carelessness within now amente is filled through carelessness let us therefore keep in mind when fighting these battles the various forms of craft and deceit which the enemy spreadeth out before us let us gird on the armor of righteousness that is to say prayer and fasting and purity and peace and love and humility and charity and love towards each other and courteous converse with every man in the fear of god for by means of these we shall be able to do battle against the loose and foolish talk of deceit especially let us fear that awful judgment hall of god let us cast away from us the works of darkness and put on the armor of light in order that we may inherit the habitation of the saints which is in the heavens and of the sons of the light through jesus christ our lord to whom be glory and with him the father and the holy spirit for all ages and for ever amen end of homily four